Good morning, church. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. You happy to be here? I am. I'm happy every time I get to talk about God, whether it's here, whether it's in a meeting, whether it's on the phone. I have a couple people who call me, and I, I love it. I live for these times where we get to talk about the Lord because it's the most important thing, isn't it? Um, I am uh, honored to open up this morning for Christy. I'm going to keep it very brief. I just want to bring one uh, encouraging word, an exhortation, something that God's been talking to me about, and then I will pass it over to, uh, to Christy to bring the word of the Lord. But um, anybody that's heard me preach recently or been in conversation with me knows I've been thinking a lot about the disciples, about being a disciple, about walking as a disciple, and really looking at how Jesus led his disciples in the scriptures, how he leads his disciples now. Um, there's so much good stuff about it, and, and I love where God's leading my thoughts in these. And one of the last times I preached, I think it was on a Thursday, I talked about the shepherd. And, you know, Pastor Brian got up and preached that whole awesome message on, on the shepherd, the good shepherd. And from that, God started to talk to me about how the shepherd keeps his sheep, how the Lord has kept me, how the, how the word has gone before me, how it leads me when I, you know, through all of these things and how it's guiding me. And uh, one of the things in that parable, there's a couple, a couple of places where it says it, but in John, I might read a little bit here because it's really been on my heart. Um, it's talking about uh, this parable that Jesus spake. And he talks about he is the door to the sheep. Those that came before were thieves and robbers. And, you know, I could relate to that. I've been led by some thieves and robbers. I've been led by some spirits that were not the Lord, that did not have my best interests at heart, that were there to hurt me, that were there to keep me from Jesus, that would accuse the word of God, right? Um, verse 9 talks about he's the door. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. He'll go in and out and find pasture. And it mentions the thief there. And I don't want to get too much into that because uh, that's not my main point this morning. But there is a thief, there is a thief that wants to kill, to steal, and to destroy, but we have a shepherd. We have a shepherd that would keep us, and that would lead us, and that would guide us. And Jesus says he's the shepherd. But I want to get to one kind of key point here. Because the shepherd does a lot of things for his sheep, but one of the things he does is he leads them. David talks about, you know, uh, the Lord leads me beside still waters. He guides them. He, he keeps them in a safe place. He brings them to water. He brings them to drink. But the sheep have to follow, right? And in this, uh, in this verse here, I want to find it. It talks about how my sheep hear my voice. And I, uh, I'll just paraphrase. You guys can go back and read. But it talks about how my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they're not going to follow. And he says it a couple of times in a couple of different places. But I've been really thinking about that idea of following the Lord. If we're going to follow the voice of the Lord, we need to know it. We need to hear his voice. And there's only one way to hear the voice of the Lord. we got to have that ear to hear. Because his sheep know his voice. But have there been times where we didn't know it? Are there times where we've been led by a different voice and we're unaware? And I was thinking about this idea of knowing someone's voice. Because even here, there's a lot of voices I would recognize. You know, there's some famous people. Morgan Freeman, I know his voice anywhere. You know what I mean? My husband, I know my husband's voice. If he called me, I would know it was him. But it goes beyond that, right? Because it's not just about knowing the sound of someone's voice. Because there's also people who can impersonate, right? 
there's somebody who could call me and sound a lot like my husband. And maybe if they were good enough, I might even believe, okay, okay, yeah, that's my husband. And this might sound like a silly example, but what if you go past that? Now I'm listening to what they're going to say. And I am going to use a kind of a goofy example with my husband, but what if somebody called me up? Okay, that sounds like Tim. But what came out of their mouth was, hey, just letting you know, don't love you, don't love the kids, I'm never going back to church. Well, that doesn't sound like my husband. Anybody who knows my husband would know, okay, that voice sounds like him, but what came out of that mouth does not sound like my husband. And I wouldn't follow that. And that's an extreme kind of goofy example. But isn't that the same thing we do with the voice of the Lord? He's leading us, but what if we don't know his voice? What if we don't recognize it? What if there's a voice that comes that sounds really similar? Wouldn't we have to get to know what the voice is saying? Wouldn't we have to know, that sounds like my shepherd? Or, you know what, that doesn't sound quite right. And part of why I know that about my husband, and I would know my husband would never say something like that, is because I've gotten to know him. I've had conversation with him. I've talked to him. We've had intimate conversations. So I know that voice does not sound like my husband. Same, another example would be Pastor Brian. Before I moved out here, I had a conversation with Pastor Brian on the phone. I'd been listening to messages and things. But at that time, I didn't really know him. I knew who I was talking to. I believed this sounds like Pastor Brian. I've heard his voice. And he began to talk to me about God. But at that time, could somebody have possibly fooled me into thinking, oh, this is Pastor Brian when it wasn't? Probably, because I didn't know him. I didn't know what he spoke. I didn't know what he had to say. But as I've gotten to know him, I know he's going to talk to me about Jesus. He's going to talk to me about the word. He's going to lead me in the truth. He's going to guide me as my pastor, as my shepherd here. I've gotten to know him. I've gotten to know, okay, that sounds right. That sounds like my pastor. And then take it the final step further. Isn't that what we are doing every time the word of the Lord comes to us? We're starting to hear the voice of the Lord. That sounds like truth. And we prove it. And we walk by it. And sometimes another voice will come and we'll say, mm, that doesn't sound like my father. That doesn't sound like something that Jesus would say. And the more we get to know that word, the more we get to know the truth, the more we hear that voice of our pastor, of our shepherd, the more we walk by that ear to hear, because it's Jesus, right? Isn't it the word in us that recognizes? I know the first time I heard Pastor Brian preach, there was something in my heart that heard the voice of my father, and I knew it was true. It wasn't necessarily my ear that heard it. My spirit knew, that sounds like my father. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to walk by that. So the more we get to know this voice, the more we get to know the truth, the more we get to know our Father, now we can walk by it. And we may not always know the different voices, right? Because there's a lot of voices, and some of them sound very similar. And some of them might even sound good. Think about Peter when the Lord came to him and said he was going uh, to go and die. Something told Peter, oh, that's not right. I don't want the Lord to die. Well, that sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds like it could be the voice of his father. But Jesus had to tell him, no, that's not my voice. Don't follow that stranger. This is my voice. This is my son. Hear him. How many times did God say that? So what if the word comes to you and you don't quite know the voice of your father yet? What if you're not sure? Well, isn't that why we have another shepherd? Isn't that why we have pastors and elders who have gotten to know the voice of the Lord? Who know that's my father. 
who can lead us, who can guide us, who can help us discern as we start to learn and discern the voice of our Father. So that's my encouragement this morning is, A, get to know the voice of the Lord. If you never talk to somebody, you are never going to know what they're about. You're never going to know that sounds like them. That sounds like something Merle would say. Well, how would I know if I never talked to Merle? How are you going to know the voice of the Lord if you never talk to God? And as we're learning, as we're being led and guided, lean on those who know. Lean on those who absolutely know the voice of the Lord. When Brian called me, I may not have known, okay, maybe it is or not. Could I have talked to his wife who knows him? Absolutely. Could I have talked to one of the other pastors? Absolutely, because they knew Brian. If I'm trying to get to know the Lord, I'm going to talk to someone who knows the Lord. I'm going to be led and guided and let them help me discern that voice is not the one to follow. And Jesus said, his sheep know his voice. We are the sheep of the Father. So let that ear to hear work when the, uh, when the word of the Lord comes forth. Hear with the ear to hear and be led of the voice of the Lord. Be led by the shepherd this morning. And when Christy comes up here, she's going to bring that word of the Lord. So put on that ear to hear. Let the Lord discern and follow the voice of the shepherd. Amen? Good morning. I'm excited because her lesson that she just taught is going to tie in with exactly what I've been thinking, and I was actually laying in bed last night thinking about some of the same scriptures and stuff that she was talking about, so this is really good. I'm excited. Um, hopefully, it'll just all tie in for you. And it's kind of funny because um, Brian went to go see some dear friends, and um, uh, that's a, you know, inside joke, but, and I said, well, who are you going to have teach, you know, and he's like, well, I think I'll have you and Jen, and I'm like, you want me to teach again? Like, I feel like I've been teaching, like, every, you know, week, and nobody wants to hear me again, but you know what? Honestly, the whole thing is, is that if you're listening for the voice of God, it doesn't have anything to do with me. And if I'm edifying God, he's the one that speaks to you. So um, he's the one that has everything in control in the first place. And it's like Matthew West. He's a, a very big uh, Christian singer. And he said, he went to God and he said, God, I want, a pr I want a song that I can uh, sing, that I can write um, to edify your people. And he said, um, the Lord told him, you write a song to worship me, and I'll take care of the people, and really, that's what it's all about, so I'm going to do my part, and um, then God's going to bless you no matter what, right? <clears throat> so what I want to talk to you today about is, um, like I said, some of the same things that uh, Jen talked about, but I'm going to narrow it down just a little bit, and what I want to talk to you about is the child, the child in you, and how the child learns, and how the child grows, and I want to open up in Mark, uh, Mark 10 and 13, and you don't have to go here. You can listen. It's three verses, and, and this is um, Jesus is with the disciples and the multitude, and it says, and they brought young children to him that he should touch them, and his disi disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for as such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. And what I want to talk to you about this morning is those, that, those little children. And all of you have that little children in you. And what the disciples didn't know, because 
the disciples were Jesus's followers. He, he is the one that um, he came for the 12 disciples to teach them, but they were still learning and they didn't realize and always have the mind of Christ. So whenever they brought the little children to Jesus and the disciples rebuked him, there's a, a scripture that says that the Lord was displeased with him. He was not happy. He's like, wait a minute. These are my children that you're pushing away. These are my children that I love, that I want to teach, that I'm going to pray for. And the disciples didn't really understand that. <clears throat> but um, Jesus loved those little children. And Jesus loves you. And Jesus loves that little child. And he wants to teach you. And he wants to grow you up. And he wants you to follow him. And as a little children, man, I've been around a lot of babies lately, and I'm, I, I don't know if I just forgot or I'm seeing how they grow up, but you're constantly wanting to teach them. You love them. You're wanting to give them understanding, and they don't always understand everything that uh, you tell them, you know. Um, sometimes, uh, Ethan's around me all the time. He's 11 months old. Sometimes I can see there's stuff that he understands, and he honestly doesn't care, like, I, you know, I'll tell him, no, I know he knows what I'm saying because when I'll tell him to do something else, he'll listen. But other times, he just basically will ignore me. Like, you know, I'll say, give me a kiss. He knows what that means. He, I, he's given me 100 kisses when I told him. And sometimes he just chooses to ignore me and be disobedient. And, you know, and, and it's the same thing with us. Sometimes we, um, we don't always, you know, choose to listen or be obedient to the voice of God. And that is huge. Um, you know, we have to be obedient. And there's th so there's things that we have to do as children of God. Number one, we have to believe, right? And we've talked about this millions of times. We have to believe. Um, but we also have to be obedient when we do hear the voice of God. And um, <clears throat> so I want to I go into this. Um, you know, God wanted to uh, give the children... He wanted to teach them good and evil. He wanted to give them discernment. Um, he wanted to teach them so when thieves come or wolves come, sheeps in other clothing, they know what this is about. He wanted to, you know, and you do the same thing for your child. You want to teach them, you know, don't touch that. It's hot, you know, if it, and there are some kids, I, I never had any like this, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't matter what you tell them. They're going to do what they want to do because they don't believe you. And you tell them from experience, hey, you know what? Don't do this because if you do, this is going to happen. And you know what they do? Whatever they want. <laughs> but there are some kids that you tell them and they believe you. And they, they listen to you and they don't have to go down that hard road. You know, I was thinking about Adam. Adam was in the garden and he was a child. I was thinking last night. I figure he was about 13 probably thought he knew everything. I don't know if you've ever met a 13-year-old, but um, I, I don't even know why they go to school anymore once they turn 13, because, you know, at 13, they just, they've got the world solved. They know everything. So I'm thinking, Adam was probably about 13, and I'm being facetious here. But God told him when he was in the garden, he said he commanded him to eat of all the trees of the garden. That was a commandment to him. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat of it, because when you do, you're going to die. So you know what he was trying to do for Adam? He wanted him to teach him. He wanted him to eat of the trees to grow him up so he could learn. But you know what Adam did? He did exactly what God told him not to. He was disobedient. 
and he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and it put him in death. So let me explain that to you. Adam did not, he did not learn and grow like God wanted to him to do, which God already knew that. Instead, he took his own knowledge, and he was going to go off of that. He ate of that tree of knowledge of good and evil. And let me tell you, if you have knowledge but no understanding, you don't understand, it does you no good. You can tell somebody something all day and, tr and give them knowledge about something. But until they do it, until they understand it, it just, it, it just goes right over their head. You know, I was thinking about a child. <clears throat> you can teach them um, algebra. You can teach them all of these things. But if they don't know basic math, when you start to teach them algebra, that's going to go right over their head. And it's like Brian has said so many times that there is, um, sometimes it's just a sewing. Let me explain that to you. You don't understand right now, Jennifer. It, you are not going to understand. I'm going to give this to you, and you just sit on it. But God is going to bring that understanding to you, and then you'll grow from it. But right now, it's just a sewing. And so we can, we can tell somebody something, and if they don't have the understanding, it's just a knowledge to them, right? So Adam, when he was in the garden, God told him to eat of all the, commanded him eat of all the trees, and he didn't do it. He was disobedient. Instead, he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and it put him in death. It put him in his own thoughts. He did not have understanding. But I love the mercy and grace in this because that was God's son. Adam was his son. And no, even that, even with what he did in disobedience, God was still going to teach him. He still wanted to teach him. And he said, you know what? It's not good that man be alone. I'm going to make you a helpmeet. And Brian has taught this many times before that um, the helpmeet is the deep sleep. And I can so see that because in the deep sleep, that's where God taught Adam. He taught him good and evil, good and evil. And if you look, the first, um, they had Cain and Abel. One was good, one was evil. And all throughout the Bible, there was good and evil. So God still had enough mercy and still loved him enough to still teach him. It's the same thing we do, we do with our kids, you know. They don't learn one way, so you try to think of another way. You try all these different, you know, you do the rewards, you bribe them, you beg them. You know, you're, you're trying to teach them. Um, but, and that's the same thing God does with us. He loves us. You're his children, and he wants to teach you. And he wants to lead you, and he wants to guide you. And um, it's funny that I'm surprised Jen didn't bring this scripture up, but she didn't have enough time. So that's why um, I don't know if I have it. Um, let's see. I might not. I might not have wrote it down. Samuel was a child. And you know how Samuel learned the voice of God? He learned it as a child. That's how Samuel learned the voice of God. And if you remember the story, um, Eli... Um, was laying in the bed, and Samuel uh, came up to uh, Eli and said, did you call me? It was in the middle of the night. And he said, no, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. And uh, he comes back again. He said, Eli, er, did you call me? Nope, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. And it says the third time that Eli perceived that the Lord was speaking to, to uh, Samuel. And he said, he came back to him, and he said, the next time that you hear that voice, you say, hear my, hear my Lord. And so you know what uh, Eli, Eli was doing? As a child, Samuel was learning the voice of God. And really, that's where we learn the voice of God. It's like Jen said, which is so good. Um, as a child, we learn that voice. 
I can walk into a room and Easton, who's only 11 months, he knows my voice already. He knows Papa's voice. Let me tell you, he knows Papa's voice. And other people that are strangers, he doesn't really want to have any, any part with. But my whole point is, is that it's as a child that we learn the voice of God, that God teaches us. It's as a, as a child that we grow. And, um, and you know what the other thing is? It's okay to be a child. It's okay for a season to be a child, right? Um, Corinthians says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So there's things as a child that we learn, and it's okay. It's okay to be a child for a time. But you don't want to be a child forever. There, if you want to be obedient and you want to follow Christ and you want to grow up in Christ, he wants to grow you up. He doesn't want you to be, I mean, you know, we don't want to see Bryce with a bottle. I mean, you know, he's too old for that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, a baby bottle with milk. Um, the Bible talks about, um, uh, what is that scripture? It talks about strong meat and discernment go to, to those that are a full of age. So, and I paraphrase and I probably debauchalize that scripture, but my whole point is, is that as a child, it's okay to have a bottle. It's okay to be in diapers. But as you grow up and as you learn, you want to grow up in Christ. You want to grow up. God wants to, you to grow up. He wants to teach you. He wants to lead you and guide you. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was Solomon. And Solomon, the Bible says, was the wisest king. And he was uh, King David's son, and he took over. Now, I don't know how old he was, if he was actually a child. I, I don't think the Bible really says that I know of. Do you know how old Solomon was when he took over, Daryl? No. Um, he probably didn't hear me. <laughs> um, but I want to read to you what, when he took over reigning after David, Solomon did, King Solomon, this is what he told the Lord. He said, um, O Lord my God, thou hast made me king, servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a child. I know not to go or out or how to come in. And I'm going to show you one thing that he did was he humbled himself before the, for God. He said, God, I'm a child. I don't know how to come out before you. Teach me. I want you to teach me. Um, and and I'm going to tell you, man, God has really spoke to me a lot about humility. When you humble yourself before God, God does amazing things. There is such a great work whenever uh, with humility. I'm just going to tell you that. And not fake humility. You know, Brian talks about fake humility. I'm talking about seriously uh, humbling yourself before the Lord. When Ahab, as wicked as he was, when he humbled himself before God, God didn't even... Um, passed judgment on him. He passed it to his kids, which was not good. But um, there, when you really humble yourself before God, it speaks volumes. And that's what Solomon did. And he said, I am but a child. I don't know how to go out or come in. And he said, um, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may be discerned between good and bad. For who is able to judge thy so great a people? He told God, he said, Give me an understanding heart. Teach me how to judge the, the people. I am just a child. I don't, I don't even know how to go before you. So teach me and show me. And um, this is what God told him. Because thou hast asked for this thing and hast not asked thyself long life, neither hast asked for riches for thyself, 
nor ask for the life of thine enemies, but thou hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Um, behold, I have done according to the words, Lord, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so there was none like there before. And it goes on to say, and I, he gave him riches and honor, and there shall not be any among the kings unto thee all th these days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did, when then I will lengthen thy days. So God told Solomon, he said, because you came to me like you did, humble as a child, he said, I'm not only going to give you an understand, uh, understanding heart and not going to give you everything. He goes, you're going to be the wisest king, and I'm going to give you riches. And, the, and what I ask you to do is just keep my commandments. So he told them, be obedient to the things I've told you. Be obedient to the things I've set before you. And obedience is really huge. It really is. And you might think that um, it's like uh, I was talking to Jen the other day, and she said, um, I was given instruction and I thought, well, it doesn't really pertain to the word, so I don't really have to listen to that. And she suffered because of that, because we think, oh, we only have to, be, you know, that's true. We only have to be obedient to certain things, you know. We, well, mom said I can do this, but she didn't say I couldn't do that, even though you know you're not supposed to be doing that. You still do it. Um, and you're going to pay the consequences. It's just, it's the truth of it. Um, so because Solomon went and approached the Lord like he did. God blessed him. And um, let's see what else. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. It's God's job to teach you. You're not going to teach yourself. It's God's job. But, I, you know, there is something that I really want to encourage you to do, and it's something that I've been doing a lot myself, and God always talks to me. And that is I, I encourage you to open your Bible and read it. And I was thinking about this last night. Imagine if you were having a relationship with someone, anyone, your kids, your husband, let's say your husband, and you never, ever read any text he sent you. Imagine how that would work out. You would get like half of a conversation. So just like us, you know, we get to preach word. God speaks to us in dreams. God speaks to us in different ways. But um, if we never open the Bible and let God talk to us, it's like, those texts that never get answered. So you're going to have like a piece of the puzzle. So, you know, when your husband gets home and says, well, um, you know, he's getting ready to leave. And you're like, well, where are you going? Well, didn't you get my text? No, I didn't get your text because I didn't read it. You know, you're, you're, you're going to have problems. You're only going to get half the communication. You're not going to get be, you're not going to have full understanding if you don't read the text. It's the same thing with the Bible. You're going to get a piece of it. But really, if you want to get to know God, you've got to read the Bible. You've got to get know his word. He's in that, in the word, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking last night, um, as a child, God grows us up and teaches us. And I was thinking about Brian because I don't know how many of you really know um, Brian's life. Well, he wasn't, let's just say, that good of a boy before he came to God. And I believe he was about 26 when he first came to God. He came, came to church for a little bit, and he ended up leaving. And a year later, and I met him then, but he had a girlfriend. <laughs> and... Um, so about a year later, he came back, and he had made up his mind that he was going to serve God. He was going to change his life. 
And he came to God as a little child. He knew nothing. He knew nothing about the Bible. He barely knew there was a God and just found out there was a devil. I mean, he really didn't know anything. He was 27 years old. He had packed up a U-Haul um, of everything that he owned. He lived in Vacaville, packed up everything he owned in a U-Haul and made up his mind and moved here. And it was that night that I met him. But over the course of his life, we've been, I was telling Jen, uh, this week is our anniversary. We've been married 28 years. And so over the course of 28 years, I, I firsthand, not someone else, have watched him grow up as a child. I watched, it's so funny, I watched him um, the first couple weeks, I was teaching him the Bible. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, and that lasted for about two weeks. And, and Brian, he's not here so I can say whatever I want. Um, he quickly grew up in God. Um, it was only a few months, and he took over a 12-step program that my dad was teaching. He didn't know. He was not a public speaker. He had no, he did not want to be a teacher. He did not want to speak. He didn't. But he wanted to do whatever God told him to do. And that was something that he felt like would be pleasing to God, so he did it. So he took over the 12-step program. Um, in the first six months, the pastor said that um, he baptized more people in that uh, six months that he came to church than uh, they had baptized in years. And I'm talking about growing up as a child in Christ. And uh, it wasn't long after that, um, he, was, he was already teaching, like, you know, he just that fast. And you know what he did? He put his nose in the Bible so much. The first year we were married, I told him, um, well, I'm not going to tell you what I told him, but <laughs> my whole point was is that uh, we were newlyweds, and he did not really know I existed. He just didn't because he read his Bible every second of the day. And um, what he was doing was he was learning, and he was growing up in God. And by the time we had only been married um, a year, a little over a year when we moved to Chicago. And so we moved to Chicago, and it wasn't very long after that that they ordained him a deacon. And I said this on Monday night, and when you were ordained a deacon, it was a little bit different here we cleaned the bathrooms, and we um, were over the church cleaning, and then we were over Sunday school, and we were over Bible studies, which meant we were in Chicago in a Bible study where literally you couldn't get out of your car without calling them and letting them know they were there, because that's how bad it was. He taught in an old folks home in, in Chicago. Um, he went downtown to a really bad neighborhood, and they were preaching. That That's what he did as a deacon, but, and it wasn't long after that, a few years later, he was he uh, was an elder. They ordained him an elder. And then after three and a half years of being in Chicago, that's when we came over and took the church over here. And God, I have watched him grow up in Christ. I have watched him get discernment. And there's been times I'm like, mm, and then I watch God step in. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. But my whole point in saying all of this was, is as a child, God wants to grow you up. He wants to teach you. He wants to give you understanding. Um, and and obedience is huge. Sometimes I know that Brian can come across, you might think, as um, very, he, he might be kind of cocky. But he really isn't. That's just his personality. Really, the bottom line is, and I have seen this with my own eyes, when it comes to, to God, I have never seen anybody humble themselves more than Brian before God. I, I haven't. And there's been times that I thought, wow, I mean, like, 
it blows my mind. But whenever you come to God with humility, and you know, as a child, you're corrected. So there's things that God correct, has, corrects us on. But that's because he loves you, you know? He corrects, the Bible says that he chastens those he loves. So even as a child, you know, you think your parents are, I mean, I, I got some spankings, and it doesn't seem like they love you when you're getting a spanking. Um, but really, they're trying to teach you. And, and so sometimes God corrects us. But we have to take that correction, and we have to grow with it, and we have to, um, we have to obey it. We have to be obedient. And um, um, be obedient to the things that God tells you. So really what I want to uh, finish up with today is, is that I want to reiterate and remind you that um, there is that child in all of us. Just like in Sunday school, they told, he, uh, Brian told the teachers, um, when you're doing a Sunday school lesson, don't worry about teaching to the, the kids. The kids are going to learn. Man, they're like little sponges. But that child in you that needs to grow, that child in you that needs to learn. And it's like Jen said, and follow. You know, if you never give up and you never quit following Christ, if you never quit, God is always going to bless you and God is going to keep you and he is going to talk to you. So um, in summary, I just want to remind you that um, it's okay to be a child and it's okay to be a child for a time. But believe the things that God speaks to you. That's why you're here. Believe the things that God tells you. And be obedient to the things that God can tell, tells you. And, and mostly continue. Continue in his word. Continue to follow. And God is going to grow you up into that, into that man. And um, I think that's about all I have to say. Uh, does anybody have any questions? I really love the thought that um, Jen said, because really as a child, you have to follow and you have to know your, you know, God wants you to know his voice. He wants you to know that voice of that father and he is your father. And the bottom line is, is he wants you to know it. All of it is because he loves you. So anything else? You guys are kind of quiet. All right. Well, um, pray for one another, like Jen said, very, very important. And um, read your Bible. Even if you just start with the scripture a day, a verse a day, a chapter a day. But uh, familiarize yourself with the word and, and let God talk to you, and I promise you he will. Okay, if all hearts are settled, God bless you guys. Have a great week, and thank you very much.